Did you watch Hard Knocks last night? No, but you know what I did catch? What's that? The Johnny Manziel documentary? I did. I watched it all, yeah. You watched the Johnny Johnny yeah. Manziel? Got okay. back got was back it? from broadcasting, got to my apartment, and yeah. I didn't, I didn't know it was just one a uh, just one one-hour part, too. I thought it was going to be like a few episodes of... It's just one hour? Yeah, just one hour. I love uh, the clip that was making the rounds with Johnny Manziel. Where the iPad? Yeah. The agent said his iPad was at 0.00 He said, hours. well, the team, like a team rep reached out to his agent and was like, dude, can you get Johnny Manziel to watch a little bit of film? He's not watched any film. And basically his agent was, uh, was like, no film. He's got to watch some film. <laughs> and they said, no, his it's, iPad, uh, zero Point zero. Man, if someone could help me out, I forgot his, what his agent agent's name was, but man, he stole the show for me. He worked his tail off, and Johnny Manziel, you know, just kind of just pissed everything away. Right? Yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't care about the opportunity, and and uh, then the 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 other part where they went to Manziel, right? And they said, "Well, how much film did you watch?" Uh, zero. <laughs> it's just honest, yeah. Zero. <laughs> that was pretty good. So it was. It's worth a watch. Yeah, I I'd go watch it. Yeah, I go watch it. I figured it, it was good. I figured it would be. Seemed like it was, and I guess Hard Knocks debuted last night. Yes. Uh, I, See know. if I can go catch that on the rewind. Yeah, I've get got, caught up. I've got some uh, binging, I guess, or some some consumption. Some so streaming is that, that going to be in every what every Tuesday night? Hard Knocks is that was the first one. Right for the next couple of weeks, I think. So every Tuesday night. Which, I don't know. I'll let you guys probably tell me what happened with Hard Knocks. Was there anything out there that I missed that uh, was particularly earth-shattering with uh, Aaron Rodgers and Hard Knocks? Uh, I think I just saw him give a pretty cool uh, handshake to uh, Sauce Gardner. That's about all I saw. Sooner, Sooner Co. Wetzel asks, which team is on Hard Knocks? It's the Jets. It is the Jets. Remember, Wilson because- and Rodgers. Yes, uh, remember because uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, threw a, a fit about being on Hard Knocks. Yeah. It's like, dude, well, I mean, of course everybody wants to see what's going on with the Jets. Your new team, you're with the Packers forever. Now we want to see what you can do with the Jets. Well, and you're in New York City. Yes. I mean, the media circus of the world, that or Los Angeles, right? One of the two. And the fans in New York City care a whole heck of a lot more than – Rams or Charger fans, right? I mean, right. Los Angeles is not an NFL city. It's a Lakers town. It's a Dodgers town. Now, probably they'll tune in if, I guess, the Rams or Chargers are really, really good. But generally speaking, those teams don't really have, I don't think, the the pull of the city, right? But you got a few things to go watch, though. Yes, uh, Johnny Manziel. It dro- it dropped Doc. last. Yeah, it dropped yesterday. Johnny Manziel Doc would be, uh, I think, toward the top of the food chain for me. Hour number two. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Happy uh, you're hanging out with us this morning. It is presented hour number two by Allison Insurance. That's allisoninsurance.com. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and more. Bob and Robert Allison, they can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. That's Allison Insurance, helping you and your family for over 60 years. Number to call, 405-745-2968, allisoninsurance.com. I should have known, by the way, that, uh, you know, with this being the the get-up re-airing that – with what Greeny up there that 
he would have to talk about hard knocks with the, the New York Jets. No way he's letting that opportunity slide nope. by. Dylan Gabriel, yesterday, after uh, practice, had the opportunity to catch up with the media. And uh, I believe this first response, I believe it was in regards to, I don't know, either Austin Stockner or Jackson Arnold. He gets asked about Jackson Arnold a lot. So you take your pick. Is it transition for Stockner? Is it transition for Jackson Arnold to college? I don't know. They they didn't have that at the front of this video. But here's a little bit from Dylan Gabriel post-practice yesterday. Just the, the transition being so easy for him. You know, a transition in general is tough, uh, whether it's day-to-day, -day, your schedule, class. You know, life, moving into a new apartment, the whole deal. So just him being able to transition so smoothly and uh, make it look easy, uh, that's good on him. We keep hearing about your leadership and how you've taken it to a new level this year. Yeah. What's it like? been like for you settling into that role and kind of being the guy the offense looks to? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, when you get a girlfriend and, you know, for three months you're still learning each other, but once you get to that year, year and a half, you, you kind of loosen up and being able to, you know, just get to know them more. So likewise with our, you know, relationships, you know, off the field and on the field, just being around them more, knowing how we communicate, um, certain routes we like, how to throw them, likewise, how, you know, routes that they like to catch. Um, just, I think with time, that can only benefit everyone. You seem to be a guy that encourages, especially your receivers all the time. Talk about that, because I, I know not every play is perfect, so what are you trying to do and accomplish there? You know, we're, that's what I love about our team is we push a lot of people and we, you know, we ask a lot of them. And that's something that's not super easy on a lot of guys, but, you know, obviously that translates to you know, production on the field. So, you know, I try to push them, but I also try to love them even harder just because I know it's, it's demanding and there's a lot of things that come with it. But knowing that, you know, they can trust me and the connection off the field, um, that also allows you to demand a lot. Your running backs look like they have pretty good hands too. How, good are, how much are they going to help you in the passing game this upcoming year? A lot. They've, uh, they've worked their butt off, you know, on the jugs with that. So that's something that, like I said, just putting in the work and then seeing the results. Uh, just continue to do that so when it comes game day, we can, you know, reap the benefits. Eric was such a big guy for you out of the back. Did you have some other guys that you think are going to? We do. I think, you know, a lot of them uh, have, have done a really good job. I think that was the emphasis in general, you know, in the offseason, being able to, you know, catch balls for the backs and, and then being able to use that to our advantage. So, um, they had a great offseason with that. And like I said, results are shown. Um, man, I, I think there's a good bunch of them, you know, Nick, Anderson, Petaway, Jay Gibb, um, I don't want to miss anyone, but even some transfers that are young yet, you know, Brennan. you know, Brennan, like he's, they just been able to, like I said, transition, step up to the plate when their opportunities, you know, calling them. So I'm proud of them. Do you feel you got the full, uh, <laughs> Do you feel you got the full experience with the the wind tunnel? I did. It was it was pretty windy yesterday. <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, that, by the way, thank you uh, to uh, John Hoover Media, tossing that up on the uh, old tube of views. But uh, what uh, you know, obviously, hey, you know, bear with us. Not everybody has the the wind cover out there, and uh, even if you did have the wind cover, sometimes out there on the uh, practice fields, it's just Oklahoma wind's gonna have its way. But uh, anything grab you there? I liked the uh, 
the relationship uh, metaphor, right? Three, yeah, three months with the girlfriend, still le- still learning about her a little bit. But and, just and let's hope it's not like year and a half with the girlfriend, to yeah. where you're like, hopefully you get, got it down by then. <laughs> reevaluating this relationship yeah. for for some of you out there. But I mean, just talk about his leadership role. It's going to go up going into your second year at Oklahoma, and obviously, you know, the offense starts with Dylan Gabriel, and he knows he's got to uh, play a lot better. He's got some options on uh, the outside, and uh, got asked about. Uh, the running back room, running back room, because Eric Gray played a big part uh, last year. Now you got some uh, youngsters back there in the running game. Yeah, he uh, obviously feels good about the running backs, and uh, was was just talking about the receivers right there a little bit. Let, let's talk about just Dylan Gabriel himself, though. Uh, by the way, all of our camp coverage. This will be a camp heavy hour right here on the Ref, the home of Suna fans. This. Uh, this hour presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer as it's uh, into our OU camp coverage. Really, all of our OU camp coverage is presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, an official sponsor of OU Athletics, and uh, they're bringing us this camp coverage made with only vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste, gluten-free with 100 calories, and zero added sugar. It's the... Well, it might be the first, but it's going to be the last hard seltzer you'll ever need to try. You can find Neutral at any of your local liquor stores or just ask for it by name at your favorite bar or restaurant. That is Neutral Vodka Seltzer with real juice. It is Connor Pasby approved. That is right. Okay, so. You talk some Dylan Gabriel? Yeah. Uh, wh- what does Oklahoma have here at uh, quarterback? I heard uh, – Teddy talking with Tyler yesterday and thought it was interesting. And he said something that had me, (laughs) you know, he said, when things are comfortable, Dylan Gabriel's great. There's no problem with the accuracy. He, uh, he, he could be one of the nation's best. And then it it kind of like maybe about drive off the road because I'm like, well, yeah, everybody's good. Right. When things are good, how can we get Dylan Gabriel to be more accurate when maybe the trust isn't totally there with the guys around him or is that just hey let's get this offensive line to the point to where he he does have a little bit more trust and maybe that was the point Teddy was trying to make well and that's the thing with Dylan Gabriel that's what we're going to find out when the team gets down early on maybe the defense isn't getting you uh stops how do you how do you uh, respond to that Dylan Gabriel didn't respond in a very good way uh, last year I thought he played good at times when he knows he can take it to another step and we talk about it a few times but it's going to make him play better knowing that he's got a five-star quarterback right behind him that if he struggles, he's going to go in. So that, that picks his game up a little bit. Last year, he didn't have to worry about that because, Josh, he didn't have a quarterback behind him in that room that could uh, take his job. Uh, no, unfortunately, and that was made abundantly clear one game on the schedule yeah. last season. You can uh, figure out which of that that game, uh, which, which of the games that was last year for Oklahoma what what can we reasonably expect though from Dylan Gabriel? He he's good enough, right, to go win Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah, be more accurate and gotta take care of the football. Those are two big ones. Those are two uh, two that stood out last year. Dylan Gabriel that he didn't uh, do a great job in. Just needs to, I think, be a little bit calmer in those instances where maybe things are breaking down a little bit. Yeah, read through all, all of your receivers. But, yeah, got to play a lot better, Josh. And you also need to get some stops on the defensive side of the ball to help a quarterback out. <laughs> Blue whale sooner. 
from the 918. That is an exact description of Landry Jones as well. He's real good when he's comfortable. I don't expect anything more from DG. LFG, JFA. Well, you know what Landry Jones did have? He had a pretty good defense uh, every year when he was at OU. Definitely that uh, those first couple of seasons, 9 and 10, were uh, yeah. were pretty good defensively. After that, sort of when the spiraling began for uh, the Sooners on the defensive side of the football, which, by the way, Blue Whale Sooner from yesterday, Arthur Spooner, single best sitcom character ever. So uh, any any great. negativity off the text line from Blue Whale Sooner, you are politely excused based on your uh, Arthur Spooner take right there. I 850 from Florida. Are you guys surprised of the lack of mention of Kendall Dolby from summer fall camp so far? Do you guys think OU moves on from uh, Llewellyn and Helms if they play less than five games this year? I don't think so on the latter portion. I think they're still development-minded with each of those two. And the bottom line with Llewellyn and Helms, they just haven't been healthy for uh, – Well, that's the big thing throughout the whole camp because it was all Stogner if we're just talking about uh, tied ends getting reps. Which I, I still think one of the two has a chance to impact things for this football team. Do you? Yeah, I do. Uh, maybe not early on in their season, but in – uh, two years down the road, I think they can provide an impact after Stogner is gone. Back to uh, the, DG. the first one, though. Or, excuse me, when well, you want to hit this first one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, Dolby. what do you think about Dolby? Those are some of the, I mean, because we talk about the other cornerback being up for grabs outside of Woody Washington. I am surprised a little bit because I was high on uh, Kendall Dolby coming in, but who knows? We got to see what the first game looks like. Maybe he does get some time uh, at, at that corner spot. He's a re- really good player from a JUCO, NEO. I wouldn't write the Sooner obituary just yet on Dolby. couple of reasons. Number one, I think sometimes the media drives the conversation of camp. You, you fall in love with one or two things that were said. I'll give you a couple of instances here. Uh, and I'm guilty of this. I'm raising my hand. I am raising my hand. Jacquez Petaway, right? Jeff Levy gets asked about him at Sooner Media Day, and he says, yeah, we're, we're going to like Jacquez. With a smile. With a big smile and a you-know-what eating grin. And so basically I and everybody else says, okay, Petaway's going to impact this thing right away. And even then, that trajectory, Connor, it's not a foregone conclusion that that's a right-here-right-now thing. Now – That could be – yeah, that could be down the road. That Petaway, he knows he's going to be a good player. Petaway might not impact things immediately for OU this season. He could, he could not, right? But if he doesn't, that's not just magically some commentary that next year he's not going to be a great receiver at OU, right? So, again, that's that's one example there. What's uh, And there's a couple of other examples that you – Gentry Williams for defensive backs, right? Mm-hmm. There, there were guys at Sooner Media Day talking positively about Gentry Williams, in part because they were asked about Gentry. And so now it's sort of like in some people's minds – and maybe – rightfully so when it's all said and done right maybe rightfully so that gentry williams is the name that starts opposite woody washington but my point to you being maybe maybe you uh just haven't asked a bunch of questions about kendall dolby yet and so i'm not counting him out that he's in the mix for this thing and uh oh by the way i look at cj colden as well from last season for oklahoma connor what was the trajectory for C.J. Colton? I feel like he didn't get talked about 
much coming well, and, in. And he didn't play. Well, yeah, so, he didn't play early on. He's a Yeah, he's a late bloomer later on in the season. But guess what? He did by the time it was all said and done because, again, he wasn't an – what? You know, he wasn't a spring early arrival, which isn't that the case with Dolby, too? We had to wait? Yeah, we did have to wait. when Yeah, I finished up at Juco and then came to uh, Oklahoma. And just because he's not getting talked about uh, in camp doesn't mean he's going to play. So, and sometimes it just takes a little bit of time. And who knows? I mean, maybe he's going to be an impact guy straight away. We'll just see. That uh, corner opposite Woody Washington, though, is it's fascinating. And it's uh, one of the big key key core storylines of this camp, don't you think? Yeah, and he had a transfer from – or Jaden Davis transfer out that we were – he had a really good freshman at OU and – Kind of took some steps steps back at Oklahoma, but it's a big it's a big storyline, and we know it's a really important position. Can't just have one good corner to the side of Woody Washington. One one final thought here before we break on DG. Do you subscribe to the theory that you can get better facing, let's say, Power Five pressure versus what Dylan Gabriel saw? At UCF, I mean, here's somebody that's played a ton of football. As uh, we noted from Jeff Lebby, one good season, and he's going to be in the top ten all-time passers list for college football. So here's somebody that's got a ton of production to his name, and yet I think it's fair to say, right, that, you know, things break down. Maybe that's when the accuracy went a little bit. Can he legitimately – can we expect him to get better and more comfortable in those situations – or is he just sort of who he is? I think you can expect him to get better. I think it was a lot different from what he had at UCF going to Oklahoma in the conference that he played in with UCF. I mean, they're not the defenses that you see in the Big 12. So it was a lot different from Dylan Gabriel in year one for OU. He knows that. He's going to learn from that. And I expect him to be better. Bunch of good stuff from all of you on the text line. See, this is how we go from Dylan Gabriel to all of a sudden we're we're talking Dolby and on and on and on. Yeah, who's the biggest freshman impact this year? We'll get to that. You really have to be dialed into this thing. There, There is a, <laughs> there is a, a thread of yarn from one uh, – piece to the other that sort of makes sense but if you thought this was a Dylan Gabriel segment it got a little bit off the rails so I apologize for that there is a there is some form or fashion of why this logically happens but it's just because the texts are so good from all of you out there in the ref army appreciate it again hour number two presented by Allison Insurance let's keep the camp conversation rolling allisoninsurance.com 405-745-2968 that's allison insurance taking a to roll it along next it's the plank show back with you after this hour number two it's the plank show here with you on a wednesday hope it's a good uh, start to your wednesday everybody out there appreciate you being with us it's the plank show josh elmer alongside connor pasby hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. Allisoninsurance.com. 405-745-2968. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and more. It's Bob and Robert Allison that can find the needs to best fit you and your office for insurance. Allison Insurance has been helping you and your family for over 60 years. couple on the text line, and then uh, let's hear a little bit more from one Dylan Gabriel. I almost said Jackson Arnold. That would have been uh, that would have been a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dylan. Uh, let's hear a little bit more from Dylan Gabriel in just a moment. But uh, first things first. Blue Whale Sooner. PJ Petaway. 
JFA. And I'm going to write this in for you, Blue Whale, sooner. Other? Who's the biggest freshman impact this year? I think it's PJ for me. Whoa! The defensive end, yeah. Man, I just see his size. I think he can be the guy that can do it in year one, provide an impact on the defensive side, which I know it's a veteran group on the defensive end and defensive line, but I think he can do it in year one. Get some time. That would be nice, right? If uh, Which, on that subject, who's going to lead this team in sacks? Who would be your pick? If I had to pick a name right now. <laughs> are, you ready, he, <laughs> are you ready to say P.J. Adebarre? <laughs> no, not P.J. Uh, it would probably be Bothroyd for me. Rondell Bothroyd? Rondell, yeah. Who else would be uh, on that short list for you? What, what are the other names you considered? I'll give it Isaiah Coe and Trace Ford. How about, some names. how about I know a Nate? Da- I know. How about Mr. Downs? I think Downs. I think you're gonna have. I think it's gonna be pretty spread out. But I got Bothroyd leading sacks. Yeah, and those guys kind of around the same sack mark. Here's a name for you to think about, and it will depend on how Oklahoma employs said individual. Is there any chance Desan McCola leads OU in sacks? It just matters where we see him on the field, right? I know he can just he can play. Yeah, he can play anywhere. He's so spread out. Possibly, that would be uh, a little bit out of left field in terms of who who could wind up. How many? Did, how many did he have at Indiana? He had a couple. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out for you as we speak. But uh, I mean, obviously, he's got pass rushing skills. And if you tell me that things are spread out a good little bit, it's not impossible for him if he's used, you know, in third down, uh, third down situations like that. He had four last season. Yeah, Two, four, three, four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To me, it just matters where he, where he's at on the field because I see him in uh, different positions. I know he can play uh, all over the place. Four and a half, by the way, was the team lead for OU last year. Downs and Grimes shared that. Four and a half sacks. So, McCullough had four last season. I mean, if things are going well, what should be – I mean, like, what's the number for the sacks leader? Eight and a half, something like that? Seven and a half, eight and a half, nine? I feel like that's a good number. From yeah, the 918. Eight. He led Indiana in sacks, and Bothroyd uh, led Wake Forest, right? Yeah, Wake Forest. 918 said Purdue, but. <laughs> yeah, Bothroyd's just a veteran guy that you want up there. He, Teddy talks about it, but he's not a guy that uh, wows you with his size and speed. He's just, definition of a veteran guy, just get, uh, gets the job done for you. Back to the question at hand. I'm going to say Jacquez Petaway right now. Okay. Just based on. Just what the wide receiver room looks like. And, and I would, out of those names there I would add an other and that other would be Peyton Bowen there you go Dan and Madison Mississippi Bowen more of an impact I'll bet he is in return game and spot time at safety and I'm not ruling out the you know possibility there that he's so good by you know early season mid-season late season that and if things don't go picture perfect for Oklahoma then he's going to get his chance. And Brent Venables has Brent Venables has been pretty clear about what? That 
one of the things that he thought was a mistake a year ago was not playing the younger guys more or sooner. Now, granted, I would give Coach Venables a little bit of a, I don't know if you say get out of jail free card or pass on this, but I understand the balance between, you know, last season trying to win football games and uh, we got to play young guys, we got to play young guys, we got to play young guys. So now it's easy to, before the season kicks off, say, we're playing more young guys, you know, this season, or if things go poorly, we're playing young guys. And then to actually act upon that when, oh, by the way, you're trying to go with somebody that's maybe the most experienced option or gives you the best chance to win, Do you know? does a young player here or there, especially defensively, I mean, does that lead to a costly bust in a key situation that loses you football games? I, I don't know, but I'm just saying, based on what I saw in some spring action, and let's not get too high and mighty about s- spring ball, right, or a spring game, I'm just saying, uh, yeah, Peyton Bowen caught my eye. Well, that could be some of the risks you take when you do play younger players, busted coverages, but that's why you have him out there. You trust him uh, to get the job done. And a guy like Peyton Bowen, he's going to push some of those older guys who are back there in the secondary. Uh, Billy Bowman, Reggie Pearson coming in from Texas Tech. So I know there's some competition uh, battle going on there. And if you just need more coverage on the field, uh, you know, you tell me, Harrington McCullough working at Cheetah, but is there a situation where maybe Bowen could you know, slide in? Yeah, yeah, basically comes in as you know an extra defensive back, maybe, right? And uh, th- appreciate that text there as well from Dan in Madison, and of course the uh, the question from Blue Whale Sooner. So in closing on that, offensively, Jacquez Petaway, defensively, Peyton Bowen. But you Not know the fact list. that fact that you got some options there would be great news. For Oklahoma. Let's hope that there's like four other freshmen. Yeah, that's the thing. We're mentioning a few, but there could be a lot more just based on uh, the recruiting class that OU had. From Sean, this uh, Sean's always always sending good stuff in. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We roll on here. 405-651-3439 from Sean. If you're a young guy and not playing in today's college football, you're probably not ever going to play. Well, then you'll tra- – yeah, and then transfer to another school early on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or, That's a trend. Or, or you're not going to stick around. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm not going to get to play freshman or maybe a sophomore year. I'm out. Yeah, and, and I don't know if I totally subscribe to that, but I get what you're saying. And in in general, I agree with the sentiment that more now than ever before, you know, you're, you're going to have the chance to play early. And, you know, there's a lot of different reasons for that, you know, for – Skill guys, quarterbacks too, it's, you know, the seven-on-seven culture has totally changed things. The language in high school playbooks to college playbooks, of course, it's obviously always going to be more advanced at the the college level, but it more and more is identical. It's more and more alike from high school to college than ever before, so the transition's not as advanced for players uh, nowadays and, oh, by the way, it's just, hey, nutrition, athleticism, guys are just probably better and further along than ever before. I'm right? Try, I'm try, yeah, and I'm trying to think recently who Oklahoma had that uh, just some young players that didn't play and then got a lot of time uh, junior and senior year. Bunch of uh, good text out there, and uh, we have overshot the landing, which is, we you got, know, 
That happens sometimes. Do we got some more rumors at camp? Uh, yeah, I've not heard. So Sam and Edmund asked this. What's the latest on the Smothers going home rumors? I, I, I hadn't heard much on Dale and Smothers. <laughs> I haven't either. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully there's not a whole lot to that. I would say that, you know, you're in pretty good shape at running back with Barnes, with Sawchuck, and just for the here and now with uh, Major and Tawi Walker. And at least for the moment, Hicks, Smothers, and, oh, by the way, you're bringing in Xavier Robinson and Taylor Tatum in this uh, next class. So running back, you know, for me, somebody that hasn't played yet, I'm not, I'm you know, even if there's something to that, I'm not losing a bunch of sleep over it. With uh, peace and love. No, I'm not either. Lloyd says, I'm looking for Barnes to explode at running back. Same here, Lloyd. We're expecting that. He looks, man, he looks good. Put on some good weight. That just gives our man DeMarco Murray another chance to uh, hashtag get to Cruton. Oh, yeah. We're doing a break. It's the Plank Show rolling through hour number two. Bunch of great texts from you out there talking a little sooner. Camp coverage, which, by the way, OU camp coverage brought to us by Neutral Vodka Seltzer. Made with real juice, deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. Gluten-free, just 100 calories and zero added sugar. It's the last hard seltzer you'll ever need to try. You can find Neutral at any of your local liquor stores or just ask for it by name at your favorite bar or restaurant. Josh and Connor taking a T.O. Back with you right after this. Back with you. It's the Plank Show, hour number two. Second hour brought to us by Allison Insurance. Allisoninsurance.com. Check them out. Health insurance, life insurance, Medicare supplements, and more. Bob and Robert Allison. They can find the needs to best fit you. And your office for insurance, Allison Insurance. They've been helping you and your family for over 60 years. Number to call, 405-745-2968. A lot of camp coverage for us. And, again, all of our camp coverage brought to us by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, an official sponsor of OU Athletics. Made with only vodka, seltzer, and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. Gluten-free with 100 calories and zero, I repeat, zero added sugar. It's the last hard seltzer you'll ever need to try. You can find Neutral at any of your local liquor stores or ask for it by name at your favorite bar or restaurant. So the uh, Caden Durham decision, huh? Sneaking up on us? Coming up, yep. Is that uh? What day is that on? Uh, I believe is it uh, tomorrow? It's not tomorrow or oh yeah, five star edge. Oh, I knew Colin Simmons was tomorrow. Yes, along with Caden Durham, both of them tomorrow. And uh, Sam and Edmund asks, Roach put in a crystal ball for Simmons to Texas. Does that change opinions on Durham to LSU? We'll see. I think yeah, I think Caden Durham's going to LSU. Probably, probably not. Probably not. Uh, not expecting uh, the Sooners to, unfortunately, uh, get good news on Durham. Sounds like uh, LSU there, which, you know, not altogether surprising. You got Xavier Robinson. You got Tatum in this class. And, oh, by the way, you've gotten a couple of really nice running backs in the classes before that. So, it is what it is. Well, and you could get some good news coming soon. You got Nuaneri and David Stone uh, coming up. Nigel Smith, 
along the way as well. David Barry, a national guy for Rivals, putting a future cast in for Winery to OU this morning. Oh, this morning. I is, didn't see it. Is that hashtag breaking? Let's see what time that happened. Which, by the way, breaking news right here. We need a good sounder for this. I, I think we put one in, didn't we? Oh, we got one? Yeah, go looking through there, scrolling through. But uh, all of our breaking news brought to us by Wagner Heating and Air. But, uh, yeah, that that's obviously big-time news. Let's hope that that comes to fruition the 14th, the uh, decision date for Winery. So that's what? Would have been a week from Monday. And so, yeah, it's it's right here. And, you know, in so many ways – in so many ways, Winery and Stone, right? Those two decisions going to go a long way in determining the temperature for Oklahoma fans' mood in this class. And yet, you know, I'm looking here and what? Uh, Colin Kennedy, I think, is the the latest to put in a – speaking of crystal ball predictions and future casts, et cetera, et cetera, uh, the, the, the latest to put in a crystal ball prediction for Nigel Smith is Colin Kennedy. So – you know, beyond Winery and Stone, you've got Jaden Jackson in this class. You've got Wyatt Gilmore up front defensively in this class. Jaden Jackson, let's not forget, that was a surprise for yes, Oklahoma no that one week. Saw, yeah, I didn't expect that. I mean, it was feeling as though it was trending Miami or Texas, and it winds up Oklahoma. It started to pick up some steam when it got closer to his decision. So I, I'm just here to say – Let's not, in the midst of Winery and Stone, forget about Nigel Smith, who is a very, very good football player, and there's a crystal ball in for that. His uh, commitment date, that's coming up, what, in September? Is that right? I'm about to go back and look at the date. I know, there's so There's many. a lot Sep- of dates going on. September 8th. I did have a list of uh, everybody's commitment dates, but... If you can procure that again then uh, that that would be nice. And probably we could just search for that on social media. Uh, speaking of OU camp, how about a little bit more from the QB talking about, uh, well, he's gotten into better shape and uh, he's faster, he's stronger, all those sorts of things. That's the buzz about Dylan Gabriel. How's he feeling uh, physically? Uh, is, he, is he faster? Is he stronger? All of that from OU camp, Dylan Gabriel, yesterday. I don't know, just, you know, year two in it. The work, the grind, the, the work you put in, shoot, just putting your head down and, and focusing on that, uh, I think that uh, you know shows the results. But um, just trying to get better every day and that you know, should end up helping on game day. Dylan, you've always been a good off-season guy, though. So uh, talk about that and how you feel like it's helped you so far in camp. Yeah, just growing in general, uh, physically, mentally, the, the whole deal, just trying to get better everywhere I can. So, uh, yeah, just off-season's that time to, to get better. So just taking advantage of it. Do you feel like it? Because you worked with those receivers too. Do you see it so far in camp? For sure. No, definitely. Um, that's something you work on and you know strive to get better at. So um, love seeing you know the results, but also continue to work at it so that we continue to maintain results. What kind of expectations do you have for yourself this season and your, and your teammates? Just winning football. You know, winning football games, and uh, that's all that matters. So you know, going each game at a time, taking care of business and then letting the rest take care of itself. I think with Coach Levy mentioned that he could become an all-time top 10 passer, it might have surprised a lot of people out there. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you're undervalued 
uh, fortunately, none of that matters. You know, it's just uh, the, the name of the game. This is the ultimate team sport, and that's all I'm focused on, winning, having fun with my brothers. You know, sometimes, you know, just keeping it simple and, and maintaining that, uh, the rest will take care of itself. So for me, man, uh, finding ways to go 1-0 every week, that's, that's what, uh, you know, keeps everyone happy. Despite it just being fifth practice, is there a sense of urgency there with the wide receiver unit just because there are so many guys looking to get the snaps? Um, I guess you could say so. I think the urgency in general in, in the beginning of camp, knowing that, you know, season's right around the corner, um, it, there's urgency from everyone, which is good. But um, I think that is something that starts in January in the offseason and continue to get better at. Solid. You know, there's a, a, a lot of great guys that can do some, some freaky things. So, uh, you know, that with just their, their will to learn and, and get better, uh, you'll get to where, you know, you want to be when it comes game day. Some freaky things. Freaky things we hope are uh, happening up front from the 405 is talk about the weakest way to ask a, a question. Yes, but I will tell you, having been a part of those media scrums, unfortunately, for whatever reason, I, obviously some of the, the individuals on the Sooner Beat are guilty of this. I've been guilty of this before, and it drives me nuts as it slips out of my mouth. As I say it, I'm like, ah, why? Why are you so bad at your job? Dylan, talk. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> Dylan, talk about your play so far. Oh, it like, makes me want to pull my hair out. <laughs> hey, talk about this team. Yeah, talk about your coach. <laughs> Thoughts on Brent Venables? It's, it's one of the, like, number one things you're taught in any level of journalism school or media classes. Do not ask a what they call closed-ended questions. Do not ask yes or no questions. Any sort of question that could be answered with yes or no, closed-ended. Avoid that. Ask open-ended and do not, do not ask a question with talk about. Don't do it. And yet, you know. Technically, that's not really a question. No, it's not. It's, it's a, I don't even, it's a statement, I guess. Yeah. Hey, talk about it. It's, it's a command is what it is. Yeah. Uh, And uh, for whatever reason, it does happen. But uh, there you go. A little bit more from Dylan Gabriel uh, after practice yesterday. We'll keep rolling along. Close up hour number two next right here. It's the Plank Show on the Home of Sooner Fans. Back with you. It is the Plank Show right here. Wrapping up hour number two. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Hour number two presented by Allison Insurance. That's allisoninsurance.com, 405-745-2968. Bob and Robert Allison, who you've been trusting with uh, the ability to help you get the right insurance, find uh, the needs to best fit you in your office or your family for over 60 years. The uh, the call we got to end hour one, I meant to elaborate a little bit further on that, and then uh, and then didn't, and you know, got to talking camp, and we got great texts, and away we went, and honestly, kind of forgot about it. But the from Robin Kansas asking the, hey, are OU fans worried about the jump to the SEC, and it's sort of the low hanging fruit question: Is Oklahoma going to become the next Nebraska? OU is recruiting better than it's ever recruited. And the SEC payoff for OU, in terms of just that, the recruiting side, we're already seeing it. And they haven't even played a down in the league yet. So this season obviously is critical for all of it. But uh, I just, you know, define become like Nebraska to me. I just don't see a scenario 
even if Oklahoma's not Georgia or Alabama, right, winning these national championships, playing for them, even if they're not that, I just don't see a scenario where Oklahoma's – like, who are you comparing OU to out of the league? Auburn? Ole Miss? Mississippi State? I Like – Yeah, would that be the standards that we're talking about that – turning into Nebraska. Arkansas? I mean, you think they're going to be that bad? No. I mean, worst case scenario, I think they're going to be that rung down from Alabama, Georgia, right? With the LSUs and Floridas of the world. I just, Tennessee now, but, you know, I just don't see, Kentucky? Do you think OU's going to be Kentucky? I don't see it. And the recruiting's a big one. Oklahoma's going to continue to recruit well. So Coming just, off a six and seven season, they still put together a really good class because those kids know that you're going to go to the SEC. So, Rob, I appreciate the question. I understand where it's coming from, but no, I'm not panicked about it. OU fans aren't panicked about it. We don't see that playing out that way. Taking a timeout, hour number three next. <laughs> 